0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey guys, Zach Rapport here with an extra podcast nugget for you. Uh, Aaron Rodgers spoke with the media openly, candidly, and at length for the first time today about the so-called rift between uh, himself and the Packers organization, and uh, we wanted to tee up that audio for you here now. Um, This season, you're going to get a lot more audio from this feed uh, than just the APC podcast, including news and analysis from Justice Mosqueda and player presser audio like this, Uh, so look out for more of that in the coming weeks here. Also, myself, Alex Patakis, and Ben Foldy kicked off the 2021 season of the APC pod the other day. So uh, if you haven't heard that yet, it's the episode just before this one in the feed. So go back and listen to that one if you are uh, so inclined. So uh, now as for Aaron Rodgers, um, I sat down to kind of like chop up this audio and give you the, the highlights, but honestly it was so uh, thorough and open and really provided I think the kind of insight that we've all been clamoring for for months. Uh, whether you agree with him or not, that uh, I decided to just kind of play the whole dang thing. I mean, it's like 30 minutes long. So if you're over Rodgers, that's your prerogative. But if you want the clarity and, I don't know, you're on a long drive, washing the dishes, clipping your toenails, whatever, buckle up and dig in uh, for the full unedited thing right now. So without further ado, uh, let's hear from the quarterback.
1: What was this all about for you? Uh, Well, I mean, that's kind of a loaded question. Um, I think, you know, there was uh, a lot of things that transpired. This wasn't, uh, you know, a draft day thing, you know. Uh, This was uh, started with a conversation in February um, at the season ended. And I just expressed, you know, my desire to be. more involved in conversations directly affected my job. Um, Also, uh, I wanted to help the organization maybe learn from them some of the mistakes in the past, in my opinion, about the way that some of the uh, outgoing veterans were treated, Um, and just the fact that we didn't retain uh, a number of uh, players that I felt like were core players to our foundation, our locker room, High character guys. I'm talking about Charles Woodson, Jordy Nelson, Julius Peppers, Clay Matthews, Randall Cobb, James Jones, um, John Kuhn, Brett Good, TJ Lang, Brian Balaga, Casey Hayward, Micah Hyde, guys who were you know, exceptional players for us, but great locker room guys, high character guys. Many of them who weren't offered a contract at all or were extremely low-balled or were, you know, maybe in my opinion, not... Uh, given the respect on the way out that guys of their status and stature and high character deserved. Um, And then it kind of progressed from there into a commitment for the 2021 season and beyond. Uh, That really wasn't uh, given at any time. So for me, I had to assess the situation not necessarily wanting to be a lame duck quarterback, especially after an MVP season, which I think you can understand. Um, and then the other part uh, in, in February was wanting to be a part of conversations involving free agents, uh, which has never happened in my career. Um, you know, I've, I've trained with a number of NFL guys most of my career in the off seasons. Um, my agency, Athletes First, has had a number of high draft picks over the years. Uh, I've tried to pass along information, um, hasn't really been uh, used, shall we say. Um, So I wanted to offer my services as a recruiter, you know. Uh, And I think we can all understand, you know, Green Bay isn't, uh, you know, a huge vacation destination. People are coming here to play with me, uh, to play with our team, and, and knowing that they can win a championship here. And the fact that I haven't been used in those discussions was one I wanted to change moving forward. And I felt like based on my years, uh, the way I can still play, that that should be a natural part of the conversation. Um, As that progressed from that point, nothing really changed on that front. Uh, So we got into March, and the conversation changed. Um, As I felt like... uh, if you can't commit to me past 2021, and I'm not a part of recruiting process and for agency, if I'm not a part of the future, then instead of letting me be a lame duck quarterback, if you wanna make a change and move forward, then go ahead and do it. Um, That obviously didn't happen. Uh, Like I said, it wasn't a draft day thing. There were conversations for uh, a number of months leading up to that. Post the draft, I think what basically happened was then they said, uh, you know, we'll, we'll give you some, we'll give you some money now. Let's see if we can throw some money at you. I said from the start, it wasn't about the money. Um, obviously, I didn't show up for the off-season program or minicamp. To me, it was bigger than this. It was about uh, trying to be a resource for the organization that I care about and love so much. Um, so when the money came at me, the other part is the backstory to that is, you know, after the season. There was a part of me that did think that there would be conversation about an extension, you know, based on my cap number this season, next season. It seemed natural, based on the way I played, to at least have a conversation about it. It wasn't a conversation, uh, not until into May, and that to me seemed like uh, an analogy that you guys understand. You guys have a fantastic year at work. You write some great stories. You go to your boss and say, "I just had an incredible year. I think I deserve a pay raise, or uh, you know, some security." And the boss says, "Yeah, let's just see how it goes." A couple months down the line, you get another job opportunity. You go back to your boss and say, "Hey, I got this amazing job opportunity." And I say, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! No, 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 we we love you. We want you. To, we do want you to stick around. We, you know, we do, we do care about you. Just have the same uh, feeling, you know." And so. You know, I I said it wasn't about the money, and and the way that felt, you know, kind of just doubled down on that. Uh, Nothing really changed throughout the summer. Uh, There were some, obviously, some developments in the last week or so, but, you know, I was really working on myself and my own mental state throughout the summer, and and, uh, at at various points deciding if I wanted to even keep playing. But, uh, you know, the fire still burns, and I wanted to uh, to be on a football team, and um, we got some things figured out in the last few days, and I'm here.
0: So, so, this last Just go, go one um, time, y'all get a chance. Does, does, does the Randall Cobb
1: move? Is that, not that the answer, but is it sure that there's a step in the right direction from the organization's part to listen to you and respect your thoughts on personality? Well, look, I'm really excited Randall's coming back. Uh, he's obviously a dear friend and a guy I still believe in that can really play. He falls into that category that I mentioned earlier of guys who left here, um, who were high-character guys. Um, it's the desire that I've talked about before to finish as a Packer that's always been really important to me. And it's important to those guys as well. The guys I mentioned, I talked to the majority of them this off-season because I wanted to hear their experience and how they felt leaving the team and the way it went down. So I had all the information. And I think there's a sadness underneath it all. Um, obviously, there's a sadness when your career ends, but a sadness that uh, things went down the way they went down. Um, for a team that they cared about and loved and put their bodies on the line for for so many years. So to get Randall back is really special. Um, it's something that, uh, that I talked about back in February, wanting to, to bring in a true slot receiver. I thought it would uh, make our office more dynamic, and I think Randall's a dy- dynamic player. He has been when he's been healthy. Aaron, was there a point over the last few months when you seriously considered retirement that this might, you might have, and, and at what point did you change your mind and decide to actually come back? Yeah, there was definitely something I thought about. Um, you know, I talked about how important being a full-timer was for a, lo- a long time. This was the first time to... To spend the off-season away uh, without a COVID year or a lockout year, um, and I enjoyed it. You know, I really did. I, I took time working on myself and and trying to to better myself in a number of areas where I feel like I could improve based on my own patterns and conditioning. Um, and it was a lot of a lot of growth in that process. I continued to find joy and happiness and things off the field. Uh, however, there's still a big competitive hole in my body that I need to fill. And as I got back into my workouts, um, I just realized that I know I can still play, and I want to still play. And as long as I feel like I can give 100% uh, to the team, then I should still play. Do you expect to be a Packer next year? And what would it take for you to be one next year? Yeah, I really don't know. I mean, I think things are uh, in that in that uh, direction haven't really changed um, at all. I think. Uh, I'm just going to focus on this year. There's a lot of moving pieces besides myself, um, expiring contracts for a number of guys. So there's going to be a lot of tough decisions at the end of the year. Um, I'm just going to enjoy this year, and then revisit that conversation at the end of the season.
0: Aaron, you've said many times, and you reiterated, it's always been your goal to finish your career as a Packer. Do you hope that this progresses to a point
1: where you feel all right with that moving forward? You said focus on this year, but you still stand by what you said year after year you want to finish? I did, but as you recall, uh, I said last year that there's some things that might be out of my hands at this point. And, you know, based on the, them drafting my replacement, uh, J-Lo, last year, um, I think that kind of put things in motion. Um, based, the way, based on the way the season went last year, there was nothing in last season that made me uh, confident that, I'd be back after 21, and maybe even not after 20, 2020. Um, thought we could progress some of those conversations with maybe a greater commitment during the off season. Uh, like I said, that didn't really didn't happen. But uh, that's why I just have to focus on this season. And uh, I love this team. I love the, you know, the fans and the opportunity to play on Lambeau Field has been uh, a dream come true. To be in my 17th season is really special. Um, I don't take that for granted. I'm not a victim here at all. I just want to reiterate that. Like, I've been paid a ton of money by this organization. I'm so thankful to be a starter here for my 14th season. Uh, not many guys have the opportunity to do that. So I'm not uh, – I don't feel like anything's been done to me. There is it's, – it's a business. You know, it's an, it's an incredible opportunity to play this game. Uh, it's a tough business too, though, and this is part of it. Um, so I, I, I totally get that point. And that's that's not lost on me. Um, that's why I'm just going to enjoy this season like I did last year. Have the right perspective, and and then make decisions at the end of the season. Hey, Aaron, help me get right. a recall on this. Help me get a recall on this. in here, I think it was 2018. Kirk Cousins has got his deal, and Matthew got his deal, and so he guys to asking me, you know, hey, and he's, you know, it's going to come. Not concerned sure about the money, but I thought I remember saying, you know, going to
0: force a partnership. Is that? accurate because it wasn't long after they got the deal. And then six months later on a Monday, they said they called you on a, you said they called you on a golf course and said, it's Matt of sort, what you talk? Is that the kind of thing you were talking about and you away after that?
1: Yeah, well, I wouldn't call that a partnership, that, that part of it. I mean, that, I wasn't involved in those conversations at all. Um, I had talked to Matt after the deal had already been in place to hire him as a coach. Um, so I wasn't part of that conversation. Uh, you know, let's just make that completely clear. Um, I do love Matt, and we've had a blast together, and I'm glad he's here. Um, but it, it's decisions like that that have happened over and over and over again that make me realize that the organization looks at me and my job is just to play. In my opinion, based on what I've accomplished in this league, uh, the way I care about my teammates, the way I show up in the locker room, the way I lead, the way I conduct myself in the community, you should tie myself to a little bit more input. The rules, you know, are the same for most people, but every now and then there's some outliers, you know, guys who've been in the organization for 17 years and won a few MVPs where they can be in conversations at a different higher level. Um, I'm not asking for anything that other, other great quarterbacks across, uh, across the last few decades have not gotten, you know, the opportunity to just be in conversation, you know. So if you're gonna, you're going to cut a guy who, based on a meritocracy – was our second best receiver in training camp last year for the majority of camp. Maybe run it by me, see what I feel. I might be able to change your mind. But at least to be in a conversation makes you feel like you're important, you're respected. And that's what I tried to convey in February and for the first couple months. But no, it hasn't been that. That's just the way they do it. You know, I don't necessarily agree with it, but. Objectively, there's been a lot of success here over the last 30 years. Um, I just wanted to be a little bit more involved. uh, And I understand that uh, that's not uh, the way it went. So Aaron, did you not get any of those? I mean, all these things are reasonable, things to want to be. Any of these things, did they give you anything or say anything like, yeah, we're gonna do this? Or is it just the same as it always was? Uh, I'm not sure, Rob, at this point, um, I can only say one of the things was to be involved in free agency, um, because I mean, just talk to Preston Smith, you know, why he came here and why he actually took a pay cut to re-sign, you know, he knows that we got an opportunity to win a championship when I'm playing. Um, and it's, it's a sentiment that's, that's echoed by other players across the league who hit me up that I'm friends with. They want to come or get traded or, you know, come to green Bay. They want to be a part of an opportunity to win a championship um and that's why i just wanted to make myself available you know to have those conversations to be maybe something that tips it over the edge if you're trying to sign a specific guy um so that wasn't uh, a, a part of that wasn't part of marchville if they had shown security or you know given you some assurances ahead that you would be here for several years how would they do that financially given their salary cap situation and not being in a situation where when you retire, they would be $70 million under the cap. How would you have done that? Yeah, it's a good question, Spoon. I think there's ways of doing that, um, you know, through uh, signing bonuses and stuff that can can lessen the load for sure. Um, But there wasn't a commitment past 2021. You know, there was conversation about, that I know you guys were all talking about, about, uh, you know, moving salary around um, through a restructure, uh, to to open up some cap space for sure. Obviously, with the salary cap going down from the 190s to 182, they had. The, I think everybody's contract who had a contract basically got restructured in some way. Um, it was more just the approach. Uh, to not mention anything past 2021 made me feel like that I wasn't in the future plans. Which again, I get it. It's a business, you know, and I'm I'm not a victim here. Uh, I've made a ton of money here, and I've been really fortunate to play a long time and to play here. Um, at the same time, I'm still competitive, and I still feel like I can play. I proved it last year. So I felt like making a commitment past the 2021 season was not a, not a big deal, um, and there are ways to do that. Uh, that wasn't uh, necessarily accomplished, um, and so that's why we're here. You said back in March that the team, you you basically came to a conclusion that, okay, if you're not going to commit to me beyond this season, like let's just move on now. The Packers were very steadfast both publicly and privately to other teams. We're not trading them. Do you want to be
0: here right now?
1: I do. I do. I love my teammates. I love the city. I love my coaches. Um, You know, it is a lot of fun to be back here. And like I said, I'm competitive. And I realize the type of team that's in place here. Um, It's a team that has a lot of talent on it. It's been close the last couple of years, so I'm definitely excited about this season. I've had a lot of great conversations over the last two weeks with uh, various teammates, past and present, and it's definitely uh, refueled the fire uh, to go out and and lead and perform at my my best. Um, I felt really good today after a long uh, hiatus, just being back out there and feeling the like the rhythm and the timing and the accuracy was where I wanted to be. So I feel really good about uh, being back. It's fun to see a lot of the guys, to walk in the locker room. Uh, you know, it's strange after so many months, but uh, but it's fun to see the guys, see the old guys, the trainers, equipment staff, Andy Gruber. I just gave him a hug. I hadn't seen him. He wasn't here all last year. So there's a lot of fun things about being back, and I understand the opportunity that's here. Eric, how would you characterize your relationship with Ryan Budikins, where that is today, and and was there ever a point this off season where you asked for his removal from the show? Uh, no, and I would say it's uh, professional at this point. Eric,
0: you mentioned here today you strongly considered retirement this sorry okay, okay. That, yeah you considered retirement this off season. For that to change in the last week, uh, what transpired, and is it as simple as? Uh, them doing
1: something, going out and getting around, without to prove that it's not your words to get you back and forth? Yeah, I mean, that definitely was, was important to me. Uh, but again, I think it was with conversations with some former teammates uh, that I had. You know, a lot of those guys I mentioned are retired and talking to them about their retired life and picking their brains about what it looks like uh, was, was good for me. Uh, I also wanted to see how my body responded after some of the intense training. Uh, over the last couple of months, and I felt really good. Anything you talked about that kind of refueled your fire, those conversations? Anything that stood out? Anything? I don't know if there's anything want to share. No, I'm not going to share that. Hey, Aaron, uh, there's, there's been a lot here to digest, but one thing I'm not clear on. Did you get the right to basically decide where you're going to play next year if you choose to play? Uh, no, that's not what I've, uh, I've been told to understand, though. No.
0: Aaron, with all of these uh, different reports
1: that are coming out this offseason, some of the people speaking for you, what would you say is the biggest misconception about this entire process? That the media loves to make stories when there's not enough content to put out there. And look, I realize, you know, there were times I could have said something, but I firmly believe that there is wisdom in silence. And also, I love this, I love this city and this organization, and I didn't want to get into a pissing match with a team that's employed me for 16 years, paid me a lot of money. I felt like handling things behind closed doors was the right way to do it. Um, There were some leaks for sure. I can promise you uh, I didn't have a part in any of those. Um, My representation has assured me the same thing. Um, I don't know what benefit uh, would, would, would be given to me by releasing any details about a restructured contract for me, about uh, leaking stuff on draft day. Uh, I don't understand the motivation behind that, but look, I, I I believe that the right way to do it was to have conversations with those people, both in person, Zoom, on the phone behind uh, uh, behind closed doors, as they say, and um, didn't want to get into, a, you know, an argument in the public with a team that I really care about. And you mentioned
0: this offseason was different. Just how different was it not being at OTAs for the first time in sixteen
1: seasons. How did that benefit you? How did that what? Benefit you. Shoot, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> Look, like I said, I think it's important that we work on our mental state. And as you've seen with Simone Biles, I think there needs to be more conversation around, uh, around that. Uh, we, as athletes, um, are often put on a pedestal that we're, not, uh, that we're beyond any uh, you know, mental hindrances or clutter. And the only time that mental health often gets talked about is when it's under the conversation of depression. Um, I didn't have any depression. Um, but I have a ton of respect for people who speak out in those situations. For me, it was just about clearing any of the clutter, and that's what I tried to do this off-season by adjusting some habits and spending time with my loved ones, uh, traveling uh, as safely and as often as I possibly could, and then making sure I was ready to go uh, if, I, if I came back. Why are gonna take you in in here, and then we're gonna go to Zoom. Why do you want to be involved in some of these personnel decisions? Uh, on some of these, you would have been wrong, I think. The guys didn't have great years when they left here, or they got a lot of money and it ended up being cap hits. You know, if the Packers didn't decide uh, to move on from Favre, you wouldn't have been here either, or you, you might not be standing where you are here. Why do you want to get involved in all that? Well, I mean, I respect the question, Boone, and I think there's a lot of hypotheticals based on different things. Um, I understand that I'm here because Ted Thompson took a shot on me, but also can't compare the two situations. When you look at the last years of Farb's career uh, here based, uh, you know, and comparing them to mine, especially leading up to 2005, it was a different situation. When it comes to personnel stuff, it's not all personnel stuff that I'm talking about. I just want to be involved in conversations that affect my ability to do my job, and it's not all personnel. But I think I have a unique perspective being in a locker room and having – been the starter here for 13 years and being here for 16 years. There's not many people who've been in a position of influence longer than I have in this building. So it gives me a unique perspective to shed light on how things work together. Uh, One of the most important things is chemistry and cohesion in an organization, and I think I can offer an interesting perspective. It's not where I need to have final say on anything. I never asked for that. I just want to be in a conversation. I'm interested in how they look at certain players, and if they value character if they value chemistry, if they value what they bring to the locker room. Um, and I think, yeah, some of those guys might not have had a great seasons other places, but it's different when a Jordy Nelson has got me throwing him the ball. It's different when Randall Cobb's got me throwing the ball. Uh, it's maybe a different motivation when some of these guys go elsewhere. You know, it, it is different to, to move to a new team. And, yes, yeah, some of those decisions would have been different, but maybe bringing back a J.P. for – you know, $3 million in a one-year deal when he really desperately wanted to retire as a Packer. Might have been a good thing to do. Maybe letting Jordy play another season here. You know, who knows what would have happened. Him mentoring Tay and and allowing him to take the mantle of the the number one receiver and and how the locker room could see that humility and be inspired by it. I think that's often uh, not given enough credence is how important that is you know veterans leading by example um, by their attitude how they conduct themselves and how they show the younger guys how to be a professional and to me that's worth something might not be worth nine million a year which which geordie was scheduled to make that season but he was willing to take a pay cut way down and i think it would have been worth it to keep guys like that or charles woodson you know charles wanted to take a pay cut as well um, to stick around, and he obviously still played at a high level when he left. He made a Pro Bowl in Oakland, and mm-hmm. and not to mention, uh, 70% Charles Woodson is, you know, a, an incredible player for us. Just what he brings from a leadership standpoint, from a professionalism, toughness, you know, being able to be a part of conversations like that, I feel like I have a unique perspective. So Aaron, what, what do you hope changes
0: out of all this? Whether it is cultural within the organization, Letting players know how they should be treated. Do you do you hope to inflict some sort of uh, change or difference that's that's bigger than you?
1: I mean, I wouldn't say inflict. I don't know if that's the right that the right the word I want to use. Um, inspire. Um, like I said to Spoon, you know, I do have a unique perspective on things, and I've been around a long time. And as I've talked to some other older players around the league, I think this is how it goes. You know, you you get a little bit older, you see some of this function in organizations. And you either move on or try and help uh, foster some change, and that's all I, I wanted to do because I love this organization and and I love being a Packer and I've enjoyed my time here. Um, but I can be used as a pseudo consultant because I know this place, I know this building, I, I know the people that work here, I know what helps it uh, what helps it go. And when you're a quarterback, you hear a lot of a lot of you know you hear it from. Uh, what's going on around the building and it gives you the ability to see kind of things as they are and to to help foster a culture of inclusion and cohesion and connectedness that helps you you win because as i said it's the people that win championships it's the coaches it's the players that win championships and, and the organization, everybody in the organization, benefits from that. And we all went together. But it's the people to get it done. And I just want to be a part of people decisions.
0: <laughs> so if you, can, if you can inspire that change in the culture, do you see a path where you can still finish your career playing only for the Packers? And you, if you can see that change, do you want to still play your entire career if you can see that change?
1: Yeah, that's a tough question to ask, to, to answer. It's uh, a good question. Um, I, I'm definitely not closing the door on anything. Um, I'm always optimistic in, uh, in the ability to change. Um, I would never want anybody to give up on me. And, and I feel like I've made a lot of changes over the years to try and improve myself, both as a person, as a teammate, as a player. Um, and I, I'm always going to be optimistic um in in change being possible um but you know darren perry said a quote one time which has always stuck with me and he said uh you can't motivate people but you can inspire people and true motivation ultimately comes from within so people have to be willing uh to make those changes
0: Certain retirement to be all in for a season seems like a big step. To um, you, maybe. I was gonna say, am I overstating that, or are you making it sound easy? That it's possible? Do you make it sound?
1: Yeah, you know, I don't want to overblow it. Uh, I definitely took my mind uh, to that scenario, and sat with uh, those feelings and what it, what it would feel like, and um, what that would look like. Uh, all the while working out. I mean, as you saw on, uh, you know, Dave's Instagram, like I was, you know, obviously still working out and, and proactive and and getting ready uh, to play. But there were things I needed to do and conversations I needed to have um, to put myself in the right uh, headspace to be able to come back here and to be hundred percent in, which my teammates, the organization expects, and I expect it myself. And I wouldn't be here if I wasn't hundred percent all in. All right, we're going
0: to have to take a couple from Zoom to finish this up. Go ahead,
1: Sarah. Uh, we'll start Tim Timmy and Uh Hey, Aaron. You've uh, you touched on this today, and you've spoken very eloquently on this in the past. With all this gone and said and done to this
0: point, as we sit here in late July 2021, what does it mean to you to be the quarterback I'll of the Green Bay Packers?
1: Well, Tim, it's still an honor. It, it's still... Uh... Something I'm very proud of. Um, you know, I did see something about uh, Farvey and, and Bart playing 16 here, and this is obviously number 17, so there's something special about that. I've been here a long time, seeing a lot of change in personnel and, and people in the building and the fields and the uh, Hall of Fame and Pro Shop and cafeteria twice, weight room. You know, it's been, it's been fun to be a part of the change. A lot of times, like at Cal, you move on, and then everything gets better. It's been fun to see the facilities, uh, and 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 everything get better, and and be able to be the quarterback here, and see the South and North end zones the way they got built up, and and adding 8,000 fans to Lambeau. It's been fun to be a part of all the, all the growth and those things. Um, but yeah, this is, this has always been a special thing for me to be the quarterback here, and I'm really thankful, uh, to be back here for a 14th season as a starter.
0: Chris Roth. Hey,
1: Aaron, uh, there's going to be this perception now that every time a roster decision is made, how much input or non-input did you have, how much responsibility is on you to kind of keep that distraction to a minimum so that it doesn't fester all season long and and maybe distract this team from its goal? Chris, I don't see that as a distraction because I don't expect... Uh, to be a part of those discussions, so um, I'm I'm happy that Randall Cobb is here, and that's definitely something that I was was hoping would happen. But uh, I don't see that being a distraction.
0: And last one for Zoom, Lance Allen. Hey, Aaron, you mentioned the word, chemistry, and you know as well as anybody that you know you got a bond with the guys in the locker room, and and uh, some call football the ultimate team game. Um, how, how do you bond with guys? I know a lot of guys have your back, but how do you prevent it from being an us-versus-them mentality in the front office and just go about your business and accomplish your goal?
1: Well, I think there's, as I've seen over the last 16 years, there's different things that motivate guys. I think expiring contracts is definitely one of them. I think you've seen it many, many times over the years, guys come into a contract year and, They show up a little bit different, body a little bit different, focus a little bit different. So I'm not worried about those guys, um, you know, who have contracts that run out, you know, guys like uh, MBS and obviously Devontae and uh, Bobby Tunyon and, um, you know, some of those guys who have uh, in the last year their deal. um, I I know they'll be motivated. Um, It's just it's about uh, the staff and and the players getting ready to – you know, to be ready for a season here I think in forty-seven days or so, playing a game. So, this is what training camp's all about, and we'll uh, we'll get after it the best we can.
0: All right, guys, there you have it, straight from the QB's mouth. If you made it through the whole thing, welcome to the other side. Uh, you get a gold star or something i don't know anyway thanks for listening thanks for downloading as training camp gets underway keep it dialed in here um, to the podcast feed for more stuff from me alex justice tex the whole crew and, and of course uh keep that uh tab open on your browser acme company.com for all of the latest uh, so until next time thanks again guys go pack go and uh, keep your stick on the ice